This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, July the 27th as uh, we waited so long for baseball to come back. And then after the first weekend, it is just like the old Phillies. And uh, look, uh, mixed emotions after the weekend. A lot to get into, obviously. Some some serious stuff with the Marlins and the, the COVID-related situation to get into as well. First and foremost, let's just start with the, the weekend as a whole. Um, obviously the Phillies come out of it one and two, an incredibly frustrating loss yesterday. We'll dive into each game specifically, but the 11 to six loss yesterday was quintessential 2019 Phillies right there. Just peak 2019 Phillies. And really, when you look at the weekend as a whole, you know, a lot of the issues you saw are the issues that, that we were concerned about with this team. I mean, this, this bullpen's bad. We expected this Phillies bullpen to be bad. It was just as bad as we expected. This team continues to struggle to convert runners from scoring position into runs. You know, too many issues. Three times they left the bases loaded on on Sunday against the Marlins. That is absolute insanity. Just uh, a really disappointing showing this weekend. And, and Grant, they did win on Saturday. Zach Wheeler, a very nice debut. We'll get into that as well. But I think on the whole, just... um. You come out of the weekend a little disappointed. Come out of the weekend a little disappointed with what you saw from the Phillies. Obviously, um, again, it's it's just the start of the season, but but also a, a, only a sixty game season, and there is a lot of uh, a lot of pressure here. A lot of you know you can't really waste too much time. Now, to be fair, there is not a single undefeated team in baseball after the first weekend, so. You know, like, uh, luckily there's no one the Phillies are are chasing too far so fast. But still, not what you want to see from the Phillies, especially, again, as we've talked about so much, but considering the schedule that the Phillies have, it's, you can't waste games against the Marlins. You just can't. They have 10 against the Marlins, and those 10 are so crucially important. So to to lose two of the first three is a a legit frustration, especially considering a a depleted Marlins squad yesterday. Let's get into that, and then we'll dive into the specifics. Because, look, for me, and granted they lost on Friday, but the feeling of pure, unadulterated giddiness, happiness, excitement that I felt on Friday night with the return of baseball was unparalleled. And even though the Phillies lost, I was just in one of those great moods. You know, just been a, a long time since I felt so completely happy. That baseball was back and watching the Phillies and flipping around and watching other games and, you know, just just the feel of something we've been waiting for for so, so, so long. It was such a joy, such a gift, even though they lost on Friday night, to feel that again, to to be excited about baseball 
We'll dive into all the games. Let, let's quickly talk about, obviously, I think the you know the biggest story really to come out of it is the, the COVID-19 situation with the, the Miami Marlins. So prior to yesterday's game, prior to Sunday's game, it was announced that four Marlins had tested positive, including starting pitcher Jose Urena, who was supposed to start, as well as uh, a couple of starters, guys who had played in games against the Phillies this weekend. Um, obviously, this is a... You know, this is not what you want to see, and this is this is quick for a quote unquote potential outbreak to be happening with a team, and that and that's the kind of thing that threatens this type of season. So, um, look, we talked a little bit about the Juan Soto positive test prior to the the first game of the season, and that being a bit of a big deal, and and getting some consternation up with certain people and stuff. And look, um, at the time, what I said still holds true is that is that baseball went into this expecting positive tests. You know, they are not in a bubble. They are not. Um, they're not expecting a zero percent test rate. You know, players are going to test positive, and they're going to deal with it. That's why they have sixty man rosters. That's why they have these taxi squads, so that they're prepared to deal with this type of stuff. Now, now the real worry, as as you know, we kind of are, are seeing, is that you worry about a, a a outbreak on a team, and then potentially that outbreak leading to other teams. Now, I've read a little bit from epidemiologists and all that type of stuff, and. Apparently, is not a, a, a the Phillies themselves are not at huge risk. Now, again, they are played with guys who potentially could be infected. Now, that's a risk. Now, the Phillies themselves playing outdoors, not getting too close, wearing masks, um, it is unlikely, you know, that they would would contract it, but, it, but it's possible. And I think the bigger worry is that this Marlins thing continues to to um, continues to get worse. You know, especially because like with the way they test, you know, it's possible that guys were playing with it. You know, so, and then that that spreads throughout the team and all that type of stuff. So. Um, it's a precarious situation. It's very nerve wracking. Uh, I believe the Marlins stayed in Philly last night and are going to wait for tests before flying back home. Um, we can only hope that it is not a, a wider outbreak on that team. Look, I think baseball is ready to push through. Uh, you know, until until this becomes an untenable situation where multiple teams are, um, you know, dealing with outbreaks at the same time or something like that. I, I think they're just going to push through. I think baseball is going to say, "Hey, this is uh, what we expected. This is what we." We're planning for, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna roll forward. So, again, it's it's a situation to keep an eye on. Let's hope for the best. Hopefully, we do not hear any positive tests coming out of the Phillies anytime soon, and that it did not transfer from team to team. Obviously, we're hoping for that on many levels, um, but uh, certainly a situation to watch, and we'll keep our eyes on it. Obviously, as you know, really the Phillies kind of at the epicenter of the uh, yet again. You know, remember in spring training, the Phillies the the first site that really reported the positive tests as uh, as everyone was getting ready for baseball, and then again the Phillies, um, you know, kind of not it's the Marlins, but the Phillies playing the Marlins kind of at the center of the the first realish outbreak during the season. So we will see how it uh, how it plays out, and it's something to obviously keep an eye on. Um, and look, also just in general with with the whole COVID stuff, this you know. It, I watched a lot of baseball this weekend. I saw a lot of high fives. I saw people spitting. I saw players in dugouts. So, you know, that's one thing, too, is if they're going to take that stuff seriously, which they said they were going to, then maybe they need to crack down on that a little more because I saw a lot of high fives. Now, the Phillies did a better job with the high fives than most, but teams are high five and players are touching, and, and I, I get it. It's weird. It's hard to... to you know, take that out of your behavior, behavior so long held, so habitual for these guys, but... I mean, they got to be careful. They got to they got to take this seriously. So keep an eye on that. All right, let's dive into the games themselves. Uh, as again, the Phillies sadly unable to get the job done this weekend, losing two of three. It started out on Friday, a frustrating loss on Friday. As you know, we're all hyped up for this offense to come out firing, 
And uh, and then they run into Sandy Alcantara. And Sandy Alcantara is a good young pitcher in Major League Baseball. I'm a fan of Sandy Alcantara, and he looked damn good against the Phillies on Friday night, six and two-thirds, seven strikeouts. I'm a big strikeout guy. Got the job done. Um, they end up winning at 5-2. to two. The Phillies just really unable to get anything going offensively. Nola, frustrating start from Nola is Nola really cruising through five. Looking good. It's a 1-1 game. Um, you know, you're feeling all right. And then uh, in the sixth inning, Nola runs into trouble, allows a two-run home run to Jesus Aguilar, then gets credited with another run that Ramon Rosso ultimately let in. But ultimately, between those two guys, five runs allowed. In six innings, in five and two-thirds innings in reality, and, and that was all she wrote. The Phillies would lose 5-2. to two. They were unable to get it going offensively, really the only thing they had going that night. They, uh, Didi Gregorius in uh, in uh, the fifth inning, a, a moonshot home run. Didi would go two for three. Didi, one of the few Phillies who showed up all weekend. Didi, we will talk about another home run from Didi. Um, but Didi gets it going a little bit. They got another run on an error, a drop fly ball, but really just unable offensively to get anything going in that one inning. Ends up doing the man frustrating, frustrating showing from the Phils as they were just unable to get the ball going again. McCutcheon, tough game. For McCutcheon, a tough weekend. Off on a, Got the day off on Sunday, try and rest. I, I think with McCutcheon, it's... Potentially a timing thing. It's been a while since he's played competitive baseball. You know, it's been a while since he's been in major league games that matter. So I think it's going to take McCutcheon a little bit of time to get that timing back. But really, again, Didi, the only Philly with multiple hits on Friday. Uh, you got Hoskins one for three, Kingery one for three, Quinn one for three, and that was it. Nothing. Nothing offensively. Five hits, Didi with the other two. Just a uh, Marlins handled them. You know, first game of the season, again, it was one of those, you know, super excited fourth baseball to be back and and then it ends up being that bittersweet type of well I was excited and then I saw that and uh and that's a bummer and uh it really was it's such a shame that the Phillies were unable to get anything going on Friday night especially you know in front of uh in front of the the audience uh Saturday Phillies bounce back thank goodness they needed to take that Saturday game uh, it's early in the season the same must win but it certainly felt like one in the moment not really but it was a uh, it, it, they needed that win, and 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 Zach Wheeler got it done. Uh, Wheeler looked great. Wheeler seven innings, one earned run, four strikeouts, five hits, two walks, so one whip, uh, eighty-seven pitches to get through seven innings. Um, really, just look good. It's fun to have a guy like Wheeler who has a plus 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 fastball. It's been a long time since we had a Phillies starter who could just dial it up to ninety-seven, ninety-eight, no problem every single time. That was neat. That was fun to watch. Now, uh, I don't think he had as much bite on the secondary stuff as we'd like to see the Marlins. That's the the most frustrating thing about this weekend, as we alluded to early, but the Marlins are not a good baseball team. They're just not, especially offensively. They, they got a nice young staff. I, I like the Marlins pitching staff, but offensively, they are just not a good baseball team and um, still able to put up runs against this Phillies team. Two out of three. Luckily, Zach Wheeler was able to shut them down. You hope Wheeler's stuff will be a little bit tighter Against uh, against better competition, but ultimately gets the job done, gets the W. Uh, offense finally gets rolling a little bit here. McCutcheon, another 0 for 5, uh, 0 for 4 and 0 for 5 in the first two, so a tough start to the season for McCutcheon, but again, uh, not surprising. Uh, Reese Hoskins, three walks, scores a run. Bryce Harper, a couple of walks, a bunt single. Harper, when they're shifting that way, did the thing that we always want those big power lefties to do, to lay down that bunt and keep them honest a little bit was cool to see Harper do that. Look, you don't want Bryce Harper bunting mostly ever. I mean, you want your best stick swing in the bat, but um, Harper saw the opportunity there, took it, um, ended up uh, being important, leading to some runs. Romuto, a 
big three-run home run, though, to be fair, Romito. And we'll get to some takeaways from the whole weekend once we're look, done looking at each game individually. But Romito, um, I feel like that was his only big hit of the weekend. Did have a lot of opportunities with runners on base. I believe 10 men left on base for Romito over the weekend, which is nice because it shows that the Phillies' cleanup spot, that the, those guys at the top are getting on base. There were opportunities. It's just Romito, who is not a prototypical classic cleanup hitter. Again, a guy whose value... Uh, as a catcher, is really his bat is is really great for a catcher, but for your for an every you know for every other position it's fine. It's not like a he's not an elite bat, um, but gets those opportunities unable to convert. He did get that three run homer on Saturday, which really helped the uh, Didi Gregorius another homer. This one even further a moonshot. Didi two homers in his first two games as a Philly. Such an easy effortless swing from Didi. Also made some great. Defensive plays, Didi Gregorius. Really, the two big offseason additions in Didi Gregorius and Zach Wheeler, both really fun starts to their Phillies career. You're you're happy with both those moves. Everyone else has got to pick it up. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the man of the weekend, three for three with two home runs. The home run that got him going was a one-one game, and then my man, it's a two-run bomb in the sixth to make it three to one, and they never look back. Phil Gosselin. His first homer as a Philly, and then he would go and hit another one later in this game. Goss, the hottest hitter in baseball, Phil Gosselin. Who saw that guy? And seriously, though, Goss is awesome. They needed that, really. Um, I mean, if you're going to point to one guy other than Zach Wheeler who's most responsible for that win on Saturday, it's Phil Gosselin. Gosselin, 7-1 seven, seven, victory. Again, two homers, that big two-run shot that, that ultimately ended up being the winning runs as they went 7-1, but that made it 3-1. to one. So, um, Gosselin, you know, there was a lot of... Uh, Questions about who should make the roster, who shouldn't. Isn't that Gosselin certainly so far looking like he was a, uh, a smart decision to have that guy on the roster. A really um, nice outing there as the Phillies do win 7-1, which takes us to Sunday. And again, we'll get to some more overall thoughts on the, the play of the weekend after. But uh, it takes us to Sunday. And uh, you would hope, you know, uh, uh, urgency for a Phillies team on a Sunday of a 60-game season, you know, against a team they have to beat. And uh, and it did look like it as the Phillies jump out early, four to nothing in the first inning. As they get going early, Adam Hazley leads it off with a single. Hazley four hits on the day, all four opposite field hits, a couple opposite field doubles over the head of the left fielder. A really nice job from Hazley. I was uh, openly questioning Girardi putting Hazley in the leadoff spot to start this game, and and man, Culpa, I was wrong. Hazley was awesome. Really, really nice game from Hazley. Looked comfortable at the plate. Lowered his hands a little bit in his batting stance. Really looked good, taking the ball where it wanted to go. Great, great day for Hazley. Um, Hoskins would have another three walks. Also had an RBI double in this game. Uh, but they would both get on base. Then Bryce Harper, welcome to 2019 as Harper just blasts one into right field. Just a laser. That ball got out of there in a hurry. Phillies up 3 nothing. Jay Bruce, an RBI triple in the first would make it 4 nothing. And then, and then Vince Velasquez happened. Velasquez, you know, we've had so much talk about Velasquez heading into this season, and is it real and all that? And and yesterday, and that's why, you know, I said I wasn't ready to buy in. You know, I'm not gonna exhibition and interest card. I'm not there yet, and uh, and it was right not to be there yet as Velasquez. Um, after a really nice first inning, the first play. Uh, first batter gets on base on an error on Velasquez. You know, soft toss from Hoskins, covering the bag, unable to corral it. And then Vinny settles in. A couple really nice swing and misses. Look good there. Gets out of the first inning. And then comes back with a 4 nothing lead in the second inning. And promptly, it is 4-4 four to four within minutes. Uh, the big hit, uh, Aces Aguilar, another homer. And then Miguel Roas, a uh, three-run blast to make it 4-4. Four to four. Phillies took a 5-4 lead in the second. 
um, Adam Hazley a double, then kind of makes his way around the bases on there. But then um, that was all she wrote. Then it was uh, in the four, six, five Marlins uh, on a, a uh, Miguel Ross triple, then an RBI double, and then uh, and then in the fifth they blow it wide open. Brian Anderson a three uh, a grand slam, excuse me, um, uh, no a three run shot. I was right, excuse me, a three run shot for Brian Anderson. As I said the first time, three run shot to make it nine to five. Then it's ten to five. Then all of a sudden it's eleven. And then 11-6 is the final as the Phillies just get boat race. Velasquez, three innings, four earned, three hits, two walks, four strikeouts, two home runs allowed, just did not have his stuff. Cole Irvin is awful. Why is Cole Irvin on this team? That was a question we said before. Irvin, one inning, four earned, five hits. Irvin got smacked around. Reggie McClain. Responsible for a few of those runs, he gave up the the three run homer to Anderson. Two of those runs were Irvin's. Um, Reggie McLean and Colvin were bad. Nick Pavetta goes three and a third, gives up two. wasn't great. You know, it was okay, not great, but uh, certainly gave up two. The Phillies bullpen, <laughs> you know that that's what it is. This team showing us exactly, you know, the fears that we had, the the issues we had last season, you know, the whole Gabe Kapler thing. You know, we had so many issues, and uh, and we saw that team, literally that team this weekend against the Marlins yet again. When will the Phillies be able to beat the Marlins? It is unbelievable. So a disappointing weekend for the Phillies. It just is, and uh, obviously, you know, we talked a little bit about the other stuff going on, and, and we'll just see where that goes, but... From a uh, Phillies perspective, a rough weekend. A few other thoughts just on kind of the stuff we talked about. Um, uh, let's just go down the list, starting with Hoskins. Uh, it was nice to see Hoskins get on base so much. Hoskins was seven walks over the weekend, had that double. I will say he did not look great when swinging the bat. Even that double was a ball he clearly should have gone the opposite way with and just went all the way out and kind of golfed it into left field and able to sneak it in there for a double. But Hoskins certainly didn't look super uh, comfortable in the box there, but but again, getting on base. And if you're going to put Hoskins in the two hole, and he's going to get on base like that, like that'll work. You know, <laughs> again, it's not the Reese Hoskins we want or hoped to get. But if Hoskins is going to get on base, especially at that type of clip, which obviously would set records if he did, but um, if he's going to continue to walk like that, continue to get on base at that type of clip, then there's value in having him in the two hole. So um, while he didn't look great, I still a, a nice weekend from Hoskins. Girardi. Uh, you can't really kill Girardi that much for the weekend. The guys just didn't get outs. There were some questionable bullpen, you know, moves. You kind of wondered why he didn't go to Jose Alvarez. Uh, you know, why going to Ramon Rosso? Uh, I like Ramon Rosso. I think the stuff's there. I think you could see it. But he was clearly jittery coming into a three-run game, three-one game in the first game of the season. All that he just didn't look comfortable. So a couple things like that. Nothing I'm going to kill him for. Lineup-wise, the decisions he made, you know, I think he he got some criticism for having Goslin DHing on Saturday. Whoops, he was definitely right about that. Some criticism about Hazley leading off on Sunday by me too. Uh, whoops, he was right about that. Hazley was awesome in the layup spot. So, I think for the most part, I don't have much to uh, quibble with what Girardi did this weekend. But frustrating. Again, Wheeler and Didi, terrific stuff. You know, welcome to Philly. Happy to have you guys here. Uh, Nola and Vinny. Disappointing. Uh, Nola was not horrible, obviously, but just not quite there. Didn't have the same type of bite on stuff. Didn't have the control of the fastball that he needs. The off-speed stuff was, uh, you know, you can sit on that. If the fastball's not dangerous, you could sit on the off-speed stuff. That's what we saw with Nola really unable to make anything special happen and, and a disappointing first start there, especially, you know, in the summer. It's hot. It's Nola time. Wasn't able to get it going. And a Vinny, of course. Now, Girardi has said that Vinny will make his next scheduled start against the Yankees on Friday. We will see. Regardless, Spencer Howard did pitch the same day in Lehigh, so lined up to potentially be ready to go for that next start once that 
five days of service time was used up for Howard. But uh, Velasquez, I would say, hanging on by a thread in the rotation, really did not look good. And look, we don't know what we're going to get from Arietta. We don't know what we're going to get from Eflin. That, as we knew coming into the season, could be one of the issues with this team. Certainly, so far, so not good. As as Velasquez really did struggle yesterday, and, and also struggled in a big spot, a spot where you have a four to nothing lead, and you're, you know, again in this situation where it's a sixty game sprint of a season, you're facing. The worst team that you're going to face this season, literally. <laughs> I mean, the, one of the two worst teams. The Phillies only have two teams on their schedule, the Marlins and the Orioles, and they only get the Orioles for three games. Grant, the Orioles are 2-1. and one. They took two of three against the Red Sox, so who knows, right? Um, but the Marlins and the Orioles are, are you know, at least talent-wise, the two worst teams the Phillies will play this year, and they only play the Orioles three times. They play the Marlins 10. they got to take advantage of that. That's why it is so incredibly frustrating what happened this weekend, it's it's just a real bummer from that perspective. These are games they, they needed to win, and, and Vinny having a 4 nothing lead after the exhibition and all that stuff he's had, it's just, it's incredibly frustrating. It is a disappointment. Vinny was a disappointment. They need more from him. They needed more, and um, in that spot, it was just a real bummer. Uh, Hazy looked great on Sunday. I think uh, Roman Quinn did nothing the first two games. I think Hazy is the, the starter is making a case. I don't know how you don't start him again uh, tonight, give him a chance. Granted, he, they're playing a left-handed pitcher tonight, so maybe he doesn't get the start tonight. But, you know, coming up soon, you want to see him get the uh, starts against right-handed pitching just the way he looked yesterday. I think he deserves it. Uh, four four hits yesterday, again, really valuable. Um, and uh, I think those are kind of where my takeaways are at. Like Harper gets that home run yesterday. I think he's going to get rolling. This is a huge series coming up against Yankees. Four-game stretch here starts tonight. It was 7-5, Jake Arrieta against Jay Happ. Uh, massive, massive series. They got Arietta, Eflin. Nola Wheeler going. So this is a this is an incredibly important little stretch here. You know, they need to find a way to to win some baseball games. They got the Yankees coming up. Um there's some big ones. Maybe Eflin um when you look at it uh we'll see, you know, you hope that that some of these Phillies can find a way to to give you some starts here to give you some some opportunities as the pitching matchups uh Arietta versus Hap, Zach Eflin against Garrett Cole. Yeah. Not a great one there. It's a little nerve-wracking. Then Nola versus Jordan Montgomery and Zach Wheeler against James Pact. And then, as of now, Velasquez is scheduled to start against Toronto at home, but it is a home series for Toronto as they are still not ready to move into Buffalo, so that'll be interesting. We'll, we'll get to that when it comes up. Uh, but there's a massive series against the Yankees. It is a massive series they need to split. Um, that's tough. The Yankees took 2-3 or from Washington, come back from a 2-0 deficit yesterday to win that game. They look like a... They look like the baseball team people expected them to be. And a couple pitching matchups there. Definitely, certainly one not in your favor. You got Zach Eflin against Garrett Cole. That is the definition of a pitching mismatch. But we will see. We'll talk about it. Uh, look, it, again, it is very exciting to have Phillies baseball back. And, and also, just as a, a macro note on the season itself, and nothing to do with the COVID stuff, is obviously that is scary, and that is the kind of stuff you worry about and will track, and, and you worry that, that it doesn't get in the way of the season being played. But um, outside of that, just from the uniqueness of the season, um, I'm all in on the whole uniqueness of the season, the 60-game sprint, the no fans, the unique you know, way it looks, the air high fives, if they're doing it and all that. Like, I'm, I'm just embracing this. I'm hoping I'm never going to see a season like this again, and this will be a one-time, super unique thing that we will all never forget. So I'm all in on it. I'm all in on the empty stadiums. I'm all in on the weirdness of the feel. I've just chosen to say, let's roll with this super weird thing that's happening and uh, and hope for the best, and I'm going to enjoy it for what it is, which is a really, really unique, strange thing that hopefully will not look like this ever again.
Um, so, so that's the way I'm handling it. I hope you are too, because I, I had a lot of fun watching baseball, even though the Phillies disappointed me. It's so fun to have it back, and you know, we just hope that they can figure these things out and try and find a system that can work moving forward, and um, and we get to have baseball for the next couple months because we need it. It was really again back to to the beginning that the the joy, the pure joy that I felt on Friday night having this back in my life was um was profound, and and I really. I don't want that to end anytime soon. So, fingers crossed tonight. Phillies, Yankees, Arietta, Jake, we need you, buddy. Who'd have thunk it? Jake Arietta, big start. Only uh, four games under the season. It's a massive one. That's what this season is. So, hopefully, Arietta can get them something tonight because it is needed. They need to take two or three against the Yankees, and you certainly don't want to lose the first one with Garrett Cole facing Zach Eflin in the second one. So, Fingers crossed. Phillies need to get something going tonight. Either way, we will be back to talk about it tomorrow. Until then, thank you. Thank you for listening to another edition. Again, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.